I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Greetings, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Mindful Storyteller, and I am Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Wren Erickson Malley. And on this show, we're always talking about stories, storytelling, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. And today, um, today we're going to talk about stories and the sharing of stories, um, the sharing of stories having to do with those who have passed on, those who have died. And, and we'll begin with a quote from Caitlin Matthews. She and her husband, John, write extensively on Celtic spirituality. Um, and as usual, we will have the singing bowl. And when you hear the sound of the singing bowl, that is an invitation to return to your breathing, Return to this present moment and enjoy the sound of the bell, the sound of the bowl. The old stone circles that predate the Celtic era by centuries were the first meeting places erected to put people into correct alignment and spiritual communion with past, present, and future, and with all the beings no longer living as well as those yet to be born. Caitlin Matthews, The Celtic Spirit, page 119. What happens as we create the story space? Like those prehistoric stone circles, the created story space may serve as a place where the past and the future can live together in the present moment. When our family gathers and we begin to share stories of loved ones who have died, we are engaged in spiritual communion with past, present, and future. While my family would rule their eyes at such lofty language and ideals, I'd argue that, through our storytelling, we are inviting the departed back into our circle. We are inviting them to come alive for us. There is this commonplace marvel of a break in the space-time continuum through storytelling. Let's take, an, let's take as an example stories shared in my family about our Uncle Dudley. My brother, sister-in-law, mom, adult niece, and I laugh at the antics of Uncle Dudley as we remember him in his ways, while in the same moment and at the same table, 
my children, my niece's children, and the other younger members of our family are also laughing because they too know Uncle Dudley. They, however, have no actual memories of him. They know him only through the stories. They appreciate his goofy antics. They see his smile. But their experience is not memory as it is for the elders. Their experience is imagining. And over the years, as more Uncle Dudley stories are told and retold, their imaginings are reimagined and memory is built through their imaginations, memory of story told and told again. We are all in the realm of uncertain images. My memories are not identical to my brother's, though we have a great deal of overlap and we can both picture Uncle Dudley. For the younger generation, the picturing is different. Some of them may have seen photos of Uncle Dudley, many of them have not. They are deciding in their mind's eye what he looked like, imagining the sound of his voice or his gestures. Uncle Dudley died in 1978, but is he present with us? Is he smiling as we smile? Is he laughing with those who were not yet born when he left us? Nearly every traditional culture throughout the history of humanity would answer these questions in the affirmative with a simple and unpretentious yes. Well, this is, you know, so relevant for me because I met you in 1993, so I never met your Uncle Dudley, but I <laughs> certainly have, I've seen pictures, so I have an image in my mind, and I have lots and lots of Uncle Dudley stories. So I never heard him speak, right. but I certainly have a voice for him. <laughs> um, and you, you knew his wife, my Aunt Mary. I knew Aunt Mary. Although she died a few years after we met, but she was such a storyteller that I heard lots and lots for her in those first couple years right. that we were dating and yeah. and that I knew her. Yeah. So yes, I, I Uncle Dudley's alive in me, even yeah. though I've never met him. Yeah. Well, I, I I feel similarly with your grandma Edith. What what year did she pass away? Eighty four. Eighty four. So yeah, I mean. Almost, you know, what, eight eight years or so before we met, eight nine years before we met, and yet you'll share the stories. You used to go there, what every summer throughout your childhood. You go for like two weeks mm -hmm. yeah. in Cumberland, Maryland. Yes, yeah. I did. And so you know the tab. I mean, I I picture getting the tab out for you that pop the mm -hmm. old seventies pop drink and right. and you know all those stories of her watching her soap operas and I've mm -hmm. I've got all right. these I've got <laughs> yes. all these images of Grandma Edith right especially yeah. we named our daughter Edith that's right Edith Anna Edith Anna after that's two right. grandmas great grandmas yeah. of hers yeah I, I I've thought about this with my mom too um, you know my mom's still with us she's eighty nine years old but. As you know, her her dad died when she was just two, mm -hmm. and yet she tells stories, and she'll say they're not, you know, she it really, really kind of wrestling with exactly what we spoke of here. She says, I I don't think I have these memories, but I heard these stories mm -hmm. so often that they feel like memories. So, but um, you know, she'll say, yeah, she said, um, she'll say, um, my dad used to. 
pick me up and carry me around on his shoulders when he would, you know, come up the hill after working in the mill. And, you know, he would always leave something in, in his lunchbox for me, a little treat. And then he would give that, she was the youngest, he would give that to me when, you know, when he came home. Well, you know, we have photographs. We have uh, photographs up of my grandfather, my grandpa Cassoni. But my mom probably doesn't even remember him. And, and, and yet he's carried forth, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and of course, you know, soon my, my mom is still around and her sister, who's 97, 98 years old, but you know, when they're gone, the stories of their father will still be mm -hmm. being carried forward. And it, it's just, it's just a lovely a lovely thing how we, you know, we serve as these kind of conduits uh, connecting the past and the future and uh, and the mystery of that. And yeah, yeah, so I just, I celebrate that. Well, your family is such a good family for storytelling. Um, I mean, your mom, we, we visit her for, for the 25 years we've known each other. We visit her about once, we visit her about once a month. We're visiting you're visiting a little more often now, mm -hmm. um, but we spend at least a weekend once a month um, with her. And many a morning you're gone and I'm there sitting with her. And I've heard so many stories of her childhood. I mean, she remembers everybody on her block when she was growing up. She has such strong memories of the 1930s in Youngstown, Ohio, um, that I, I mean, it's like a, I've seen a movie about it. And I haven't. I mean, the, mm. the, 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 this, the houses, except for her house, every other house on that block's been torn down because they put in a freeway. Right. But I have a strong, you know, it, it is kind of like a movie that's in my head of mm. her neighborhood and seeing her. And I, I have pictures of her when she's young, but imagining her going to school and to the grocery store and imagining life. I mean, she's painted such a picture of life in the 1930s and 40s when, I mean, stories older too are young uh, when she was in the 1950s and 60s too but of her childhood um yeah it, it's 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 wonderful I, I love to hear these stories again and again i mean she'll we we've heard heard them and they're always so special yeah. to hear i mean your whole family though i mean you, you um your dad died um a few years after we met yeah he died and, in uh 97, 1997. Right. So yeah. most of his great grand, maybe he only had one great grandchild at the he time. He had one great granddaughter at the time, right. And now they're 13, I think, mm -hmm. great grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And those great grandchildren have heard stories all about him. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and there, there, there is, um, there's something really cool too. I mean, for me, I, I, I don't know if I had thought about it before I wrote this piece, that we could be laughing together and you know, just you know, drawing on the Uncle Dudley example, right? We're laughing together, but for myself and my brother and my sister-in-law Margie and my mom, it's a memory. Mm -hmm. It's you know, we have this, these, these. It's experience coming back, and there's the laughter of that. But then our children, or you know, Michelle's children, or my brother's children, may be laughing in the room, but they're not laugh. Are you? Mm -hmm. But you're not laughing at memory but but it is memory you know and it, it is this kind of this beautiful thing of of um you know 
I think it points to the complexity of story too, right? You know, be, because, you know, we joke sometimes about how, oh gosh, these stories, you know, they change over time. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad, my dad was a great guy, but he becomes a greater guy with each passing year. <laughs> and, and so there's all of these elements and, um, you know, not to dissect it or not to pick it apart, but just to appreciate it. And maybe, um, you know, I, I, I begin this piece about, you know, talking about creating the story space. And, um, and you're right, in my family that does happen a lot. But I guess that's the invitation we're putting out there is, you know, folks, you've got people. You've got stories. And, you know, sometimes, you know, turn away from the screens, right? And gather together sit around, share the stories, and it doesn't matter if for some people it's a memory and for others it's, it's a whole new experience that they're imagining. But yeah, um, bring those people to life and, you know, invite them into the circle. Yeah. Right. And, and then the other thing this does, because in your family, there are people on different sides of the political spectrum. Oh, yeah. And I know in these times, a lot of families have a hard time being together sure and certainly there's arguments sometimes and and when topics come up but for the most part it, it certainly what, helps right yeah, yeah for the most part what we've done a lot of times when we meet with your families we talk about the old stories yeah and aren't discussing those things that divide us we are talking about these old stories these memories these things that connect us Mm -hmm. um, and when we can do that, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. We can all get together, and there are people that are on the right and on the left and have very strong views, but we can all get together and still really have these connections and find these, these points where we, um, we can just join together, and a lot of that is shared memory. Um, mm -hmm. It's just beautiful. It is, it's a beautiful thing. Mm, well, you're, you're bringing... <laughs> You're bringing emotion in, into my heart here, Ollie, because um, um, we might say that uh, the ancestors, Uncle Dudley, my dad, <laughs> my Aunt Mary, the others, that they're, um, they're trying to help us. <laughs> they're, 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 they're serving mm. us, um, um, helping us to, to remember our, our good, good connections. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a wonderful way of thinking about it. Yeah. Storytelling is communion. For many, it is spiritual communion. Film, books, letters, and artifacts allow us to touch the past. The well-told tale also enables the past to breathe again. When we share a story with someone who is younger, we can give them some taste, some touch, some smell of what was. Sometimes a story of pain or sorrow from the past is a gift that will strengthen, educate, or embolden the next generation. Sometimes a story of lightness or joy will, will water beneficial seeds. Think of one story from the past that you want to tell. What person of the past will you bring to life 
for your listeners. I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.